You are now listening to the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show. With your hosts, Preach and John. Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm Creech. I'm John. And uh, we're going to be talking about episode three of Loki. John Wayne, if you want to give a brief like uh, synopsis of what we what we saw today. I actually forgot to even check if you watched it today. You watched it today, right? Yeah, it's 7.30. Okay, good. I watched it, I think I watched it at 11 a.m. I woke up at 10. I'm still fighting an illness. Yeah, did you also uh, go through puberty while you had that illness? Yeah, my balls dropped yet again, everybody. Um, That's why his voice is cracking. It's great. So, um, so I, I guess I'll give a little bit of the synopsis. We get uh, Sylvie and Loki end up going back to the TVA, and Sylvie does the badass fighting and realizes that she's not able to use the um, use her magic there. Um, and then they get all the way to, I guess, the golden elevator doors. And yep. Loki takes them to Lamentus One. Mm-hmm. Which in the comics is a Cree outpost. Very interesting. Tell mm-hmm. us more about Lamentus One, John Wayne. Well, it's a moon. And the planet that this moon is surrounding is being destroyed and is an apocalyptic event in which no one survives, according to, uh, I forget her name, because I want to call her, well, I want to call her Enchantress, because that's what her power set is based off of, and she kind of looks like Enchantress from the comics. Blonde hair, but I also know it's supposed to be female Loki, but she also doesn't want to go by Loki, so I think this is a combination of both uh, Enchantress and Loki. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. So, um, Siri comes out, and, um, they're, they're basically fighting because she said that this is an apocalyptic event, and we can't leave until we charge the, um, the, the temp pad, the time pad. Is In it order temp to do that, pad or time pad? I don't know. They are British. They have an accent. Um, the they end up going on an adventure. Loki opens up. Uh, Sybil doesn't. Sylvie. And Sylvie. Yeah, like Sylvia. I'm going to Sylvie. I get that, <laughs> but I. I don't know. I can't. I can't think of her as anything other than Loki or Enchantress, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is why my brain is wrong. Or they they end up going onto this arc, or or this um, train that goes to the arc, which is supposed to be the spaceship that'll get them off of the uh, apocalyptic events. Mm-hmm. However, as they are running, they end up getting they get thrown off the train. Uh, the time pad is destroyed, and they decide, oh, we're going to now um, try to stop, save some people from this apocalyptic event. But they don't. 
Yeah. Because um, they do this really awesome shot where it's a really long take, and then all of a sudden, the arc is destroyed, and despair just fills the air. And and I'm not one to like notice cinematography things, but I noticed that that was a one take. You know why you notice it? Why? Because the average amount of time it takes between cuts and in films nowadays is around five to seven seconds. So if it's longer than that, you notice. I'd notice it. You start to notice. Yeah, you start to you either feel uncomfortable or you are kind of enchanted by the cinematography. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, it used to be longer, but our attention spans and the need for action has uh, has gone up. So, well, our attention spans have not. They've gone down. Yep. Um, so, it's interest. It, it it was a good episode. I I think I like Loki better than any other series. Um, oh, I agree. One, WandaVision was, at this point, like the halfway point of WandaVision. Um, I liked the, the Wanda part, the stuff that was happening inside, uh, the, the hex. Everything outside was meh. Um, I think I was a little opposite on WandaVision. I liked kind of like everything outside more. Oh. Um, but like with Falcon at this point, I think we were still screaming at each other whether or not, I think we just found out about Power Broker at this point. Yeah, we pretty much just knew that there was a Power Broker and we knew that, you know, it, it, there, there, it still really didn't feel like, I don't know, it just, it hadn't felt developed. Like it felt developed, but it just was like, felt, I feel like we're getting a full thing here with Loki. And like yeah. looking back at the other two and their halfway points, we're kind of saying, wow, Loki is way above those two. Not saying that those two are bad at all, but like Loki is just a very, very good series by the halfway point. Right. And the other thing that I think is interesting is it's there's there is a mystery, but it's not one that we are yearning to answer. Right? Like, at this yeah. point, with WandaVision, we're like, alright, who's Agatha? What's happening here? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and um, in this one, we got, you know, the... We knew that the uh, multiverse was going to be created, but we right? didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. I mean, you know, do we know that the multiverse is happening, Andrew? We saw that all the, the things went everywhere. The branch, the no, we saw the branching tidelines, but we haven't seen the TVA take action on that yet. So I don't think I don't think we're there yet with the multiverse. Okay. Um next episode, what my guess is, is that they're going to actually show us Owen Wilson's view, Mobius. We're going to see yeah. him after the bombing of the sacred timeline. Well, I think we're going to get his view beforehand too. Like I, I think like when episode... he was a 
like his time on Earth? Yes, and like how he became a variant and stuff. Yeah, I mean that'd be I'd be interested in that. That's the other thing. Uh, Spoiler alert: um, everyone who works at the TVA is a variant. Yeah, that blew my mind. I I kind of had this guess. Um, we only talked about episode one together. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was very interesting that they used the word fascist to describe TVA. Yep. Um, because it really it like I was seeing some symbolism, like, and I don't want to say parallelism, but it kind of was parallelism to. Um, Germany in the forties, yeah, early forties. Um, but I mean, I was like, oh, maybe that's coincidental. No, it's definitely very interesting how they've come about building this whole thing. And I guess my question to you would be, where does the TVA exist? In their own pocket dimension. Um, (laughs) so they have like, they're outside of time, but they still have, uh, man, time is weird, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Well, because I mean, time is being affected on multiple timelines, multiple different ways through the TVA, but it's, Um, it's like, and they can't exist completely out of time. Otherwise they can take any event and take however long they need to. And obviously, you know, but they can't. Yeah. So, like, um, there is a constant time within the TVA. But, like, right. no, that makes sense that, like, they're in their own pocket dimension. Yeah, and there's different said. pocket dimensions throughout the comics, at least. Um, Eternity is, it has her own pocket dimension. Well, does, it doesn't Dormammu's planet? That's a different dimension. That is, that the is the dimension. dark dimension, yes. Okay. And then there's the mirror dimension. But what right. we're talking about is like, or at least how I'm picturing a pocket dimension is something smaller than infinity. It's finite. It has walls. Um, okay. That's kind of, in my mind, what a pocket dimension is. Um, eternity, even though it is eternity, it exists through all time forever. Um. It's a cosmic being um, on the scale of the cosmic energy, which is another cosmic being. Wow, I'm... Comics are so weird, and I love it. <laughs> um, so eternity kind of is both... Think of it as dark matter. I think that's the best way to describe it. Okay. And so you could hide something in eternity with eternity's permission, of course, and it could never be detected because it is out of time. It is very similar to the TVA. Yeah. And for those of you who are wondering why it sounds like there's a car going on, it's because Andrew's driving right now. Yeah, I was trying to make sure that, like, I didn't have speed my Speed too fast? No, not speed too fast, but accelerate too quickly and have my engine go... 
Nah, but we hear. I can tell you that I'm hearing the air at least. So I think our viewers at home are also oh, hearing that. You hear the air? Either air or it's like your tires on the concrete. Nah, I think you hear the air running. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, that kind of makes sense with the whole eternity and pocket dimensions and stuff. Um. One thing I thought was really neat was how. Uh, like the whole love. Love is a uh, dagger. Well, like you know, what what did she say? Love is hate. And I don't remember that part. All I remember is Loki describing love being an imaginary dagger. <clears throat> yeah. So before that, um, Sylvie was saying love is hate, and she said love is something else. Oh, love is. Oh, she said to, that Loki thinks love is mischief. And right. Loki goes, no, love is... And then he couldn't like, answer until he got drunk. Let me get back to you on that after a drink. Then I guess yep. she took a nap, gets back, and he has this most beautiful speech about how love is this short thing that can hit you from far away, and you can or look at yourself close. in it, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then when you go to reach for it, it's not real. Yeah. Which, and Sylvie's like, love is an imaginary dagger? And he's like, precisely. And she's like, no, that's bad. I was like, oh, but it was so good. But contrast that with vision, with grief is, what is grief but love uh, persisting? Or I think that's the quote, which is a really good quote. Oh, God, I wish I wasn't driving. Because God bless, I have a spicy meme I need to make now. Oh, man. It's going to be great. I'm going to drop that one tomorrow. Oh, God. That's going to be a good one. What is grief but an imaginary dagger persisting? And it's going to be Vision holding a dagger. So happy for you, Andrew. I'm so glad that we could come to this realization together. You know, this is this is how this is how we please the masses. So the uh, this episode, I I think this episode is is great. Um, I don't really have much else I want to talk about with that this episode. Do you? Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I thought it was really cool how uh, Loki was like, oh, when they were trying to get on the train, Loki's like, hey, we're gonna do this my way, and you know, Loki's way. And I kind of said this about when he was trying to get to talk to the timekeepers. His way is just like getting there and kind of improving it. Yeah. You know, like he has the first step to a plan, but never seems like he has three, four, and five, you know, two, three, four, and mm-hmm. five. Um, so we got through step one, and then Sylvie ended up getting, you know, step two of it, which was, you know, enchanting the guard and, um, you know, kind of being making sure that they were able to get in. So that was really cool, like the teamwork. Oh, yeah. I I think it's going that like this moment is we're going to see the payoff of this moment. Um, in episode five or six, Mm -hmm. where they're both going to be doing something, right? They're going to be in front trying to get to the timekeepers once again, but they're going to work together, play to each of their strengths, and then they'll win. Yeah. I'm also like, okay, so I've just finished season four of Better Call Saul. 
which I don't know if you know this, Andrew, but it's the um it's a sister series to um to Breaking Bad. Okay. Um so in Better Call Saul it follows the lawyer from um from Breaking Bad, Saul Goodman. Yeah. And it's his time before he was actually Saul Goodman. He was Jimmy McGill. So I'm going to say this because I know not everyone has seen this, but spoiler alert, I'm going to probably for the next like three minutes, I'm going to talk about the season four finale of Better Call Saul. All right, now that everyone has skipped past, um, in season four's finale, um, Jimmy lost his um, his lawyering card. He he was suspended, mm-hmm. and so he's appealing to try to get his um, to get to be reinstated as a lawyer. Yeah. So his plan was originally: I'm going to go up, I'm going to read the letter my dead brother gave me, and use that to make myself seem sincere. That, along with all the works I've done in the last two episodes, should get me um, my place as lawyer back. But instead, he starts reading, he realizes that he doesn't have the heart in there, and so he stops reading it and then starts improving. And he makes it seem so sincere, so grand and great. So as Saul um, or Jimmy is talking, you know, it's very sincere. And, uh, you know, you start crying afterwards. He then said, is like those suckers bought everything. They, they didn't even realize that, you know, all this was a lie. I just started improving. It was like improv jazz. It was great. I just went with the flow. And the point I'm trying to make, Andrew, was that this is basically like him trying to jazz it up, I guess, is more or less what Loki's plan is. He is just doing jazz. You know, he's going with the flow. Lying. He's just jazzing as a... Oh. What, what is that? Soul? From Soul, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, number two, I think. 17. 17. 27? Uh, that's 27. the answer. No, the answer to life is 42. Yeah, 42, but I think her name is 27. I don't remember. She... Regardless, Soul was a good one. I liked Soul. Except for the end. I didn't think he needed to come back to life. Yeah, but it's a Pixar movie. He's going to come back to life. Right. <laughs> they can't... Pixar can't... That's a different topic for another day, maybe. Um, but yeah um, no, that makes sense with like what you're saying about Loki just like improving like that's how he does it like that definitely is his play style and what he does um, and I really enjoy that about him um, another really cool thing I wanted to like talk about um, the director uh, is her name Kara I can't remember her name. Um, right. Sorry? I, I was saying yes, the director. Oh. Yeah, so she 
ended up saying on Twitter, like she really wanted to make a point about how um, Loki is a bisexual, like, and that, you know, that's like a canon thing about Loki. And so I just thought the whole scene where you have Loki and Sylvie being like talking to each other and about like, you know, their relationships and she's like, oh, you're a prince. So, you know, I guess there must have been many princesses or princes, you know, even that you were, um, that you had. And he was like a bit of both. And I assume for you the same, you know, I just thought that was really cool how they included we're sure to include that side of it. Yeah, but Mar- Marvel's playing it safe, though. Like, that's... We still haven't seen, like, an openly gay superhero in the movies. Yeah. Like, like there's no... And I'm not asking for, like, gay sex in comic books. That's not what I'm asking. I want to see a nice, loving relationship. A healthy one. Depicted from two gay characters. I think oh, that's the representation. I get what you, want. you want Ryle Reynolds to have gay sex in Deadpool 3 with Wolverine. Did I lose you? <laughs> Sorry, my connection cut out. I heard, my name's Andrew, and I have terrible ideas. Ah, that is me. Um, no, I, I, I think Marvel, like, they can be like, oh, yeah, 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 this person's definitely bisexual, but until we get some actual representation, um, I'm, I don't know, they're still playing it too safe, and I don't think they'll ever, I mean, there's tons of gay superheroes. Um, and they're starting to open themselves up to it. Like Wiccan, for example. Wiccan, I think we talked about this before the, the podcast even was a thing. But Wiccan is one of the first gay superheroes mm-hmm. in, in comic book history, as well as one of the first ones to have a wedding um, in the comics. Because who does Wiccan marry? Um... Wiccan, I believe, marries Hulkling. Ah, I feel yeah. like that's wrong. No, that's right. No, that's yeah. right. Um, but there, I mean, like stuff like that is great and beautiful, and they they need to include it more. Cause, I mean, just saying, oh yeah, 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 someone's bisexual. They'll talk about guys and girls, but we won't see them in like a healthy relationship. All we'll yeah. hear about is, oh yeah, sure. I've slept with some guys before, I guess. We won't show you any of us kissing. But, yeah, it definitely happened. Wink. Yeah. I mean, it's at least a step. And, like, there's also, like, the whole, like, is Sebastian Stan bisexual, too? Wait. But, but... In, is that I, the character, or is that the... That is, that is the actor. Oh, God. Um, what's Key. his name? Bucky. Uh, is bu- uh, yeah, Bucky. Is he bisexual? But, you know? I, but there's, there's the other side of the coin, too, where you also need to depict a healthy two heterosexual men who love each other in a platonic way. Because that's something that I feel like media as a whole is missing out on. It's yeah, like, for sure. You can't 
have just two guys be friends. There always needs to be something else there. And I think we need to have... <laughs> we just need to start writing characters and stop making them like, oh, we write, wrote this character to push this agenda. No, just come up with a concept and say, this is who this character is. We're not yeah. pushing any agenda. The story, the plot pushes an agenda. The, that's what the plot is for. Don't let yeah. the character be the thing that pushes the agenda. Have the character exist within the plot. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean... Uh, I have... I, it, it's... Marvel's a little bit better than DC. And... Because, like, DC, I don't know if you watched Wonder Woman 84. Nope. Okay. Spoilers for Wonder Woman 84. Um, did you watch the first Wonder Woman? Nope. Okay. This is going to be really hard. So in the first woman, first Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman had a love interest, right? His name was Steve. Captain Steve. Oh, you're on mute. Yeah, sorry. I muted myself because the, uh, the road is bumpy. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I was so, just going to let you talk. Yeah, so Captain Wonder Steve... Woman. Rogers? Nope. But I made that mistake many times when talking about it to people. So when Captain Steve um, dies in the first woman, Wonder Woman, um, Diana, Wonder Woman, she's sad and swores off love because of it. Which is stupid, because they've only known each other for like a month. And Wonder Woman is not about... Like, I don't get why they write Wonder Woman to need a man to be for love. Like, she... Or happiness, because she kind of goes to become a recluse. Then, um, when we get to 1984, in Wonder Woman 84, um, she has one wish, right? They, they find this stone, and she's like, oh man, this is a powerful artifact. Um, from whatever, from uh, uh, the Amazonian place or something like that. It's written in ancient Greek or something. They, they do some babble and she's like, man, if this thing actually worked, I would wish to have my one true love back. Which, I mean, this is Diana Prince, wonder freaking woman. <laughs> and she wishes for a man instead of something like world peace. Or, you know, end world hunger. Something selfless. Like Wonder Woman is. But no, she wishes for a man back. And then DC, instead of just conjuring this man back in place, right, to say, oh, this man is just here. We've created him from nothing. Instead, he steals someone else's body. And that's not... Um, Diana's like punishment because it's supposed to be the monkey's claw. You give something, or you give something to get something, right? So it should have been. What are the moral implications of her lover being in her in someone else's body? Even though, like, they end up having sex, and it's very gray on on the you know whole consent stuff there, which is. Terrible. And 
At least Marvel hasn't done that. That's all I'm getting to. <laughs> is Marvel's bad, but not as bad as they could be. Thank you, DC, for being the shining example of what we don't want. Yeah, I think ever. I think the only good DC movies there are, and it's because they're the only ones I've seen and care to see. Christopher Nolan's the, Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, the Dark Knight trilogy. No, granted, I have seen Green Lantern. <sighs> so maybe that's why I haven't watched any other DC movies. Uh, I mean, DC's... The comics for DC are great. Like, when I went on a week-long vacation, I read Watchmen. Um, I read, or I, I've started reading Wonder Woman Year One. And that's a really good depiction of Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, in the comics. She wants to unite her people and the, the, the land of man and show and kind of be this bridge. That's what she wants. And that's what she plans on discovering and telling everyone. That's not what we get in the, the DC comics, or in the DC movies. The DC movies are just, uh, they leave something to be desired. And it's good writing. I'm interested to see the new Suicide Squad with DC, though, because James Gunn, who's done my some of my favorite um, movies from the MCU, Guardians of the Galaxy movies, He's got full reign, full control over the Suicide Squad. So if the Suicide Squad's really good, then it means that DC's just been hiring really crappy people. Or they've had too much inputs, like DC, onto yeah. the directors. I forget no, what that's I, called. Uh, uh, I'm yawning. But I definitely think it's that. Like, I mean, you look at the Snyder Cut. Like, I've heard everybody who's listened or watched the uh, Snyder Cut. It's just like this is absolutely amazing. It's not amazing. Okay. The Granted, Snyder... it's like four and a half, five hours long or whatever. It's four hours long, but you shouldn't need four hours to tell a story. Plus, yeah, it's... but it's like I don't Sorry. know. I I get that it's like it, it's better. It's like what they like. It's what Snyder wanted for the movie, and like it's better than what was you know released. Well, that's because they got Joss Whedon who. Ended up rewriting and saying, I need to make funny. And they end up ruining kind of the, the heart that Snyder had. But even then, like, it's not amazing. It's still, like... <clears throat> let's say they had to cut it, right? Let's say Zack Snyder had to cut the movie down to the manageable two to two and a half hours that superhero movies are. Yeah. It would it would have been okay. You would have still you would still be comparing it to the Avengers. And you'd be like, yeah. man, they rushed Cyborg. Man, they rushed the Flash. Man, they rushed everyone who wasn't Batman and Diana Prince. Wonder Woman. I don't know. That's why we do a Marvel cut podcast, not a DC podcast. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean 
I, I think when talking about Marvel, you kind of need to talk about the comic side as well as the competitor side. Right? Mm-hmm. So right now, Marvel doesn't have... Well, they have competitors. No. They do. They have two competitors. One kind of area, and that's Amazon Prime. They have two shows on there. The Boys. Wow. Yeah, The and Boys. And Invincible. Yep. Um, both of which are great shows. Yeah. Um, I actually started reading um, the Invincible comics. Um, and the comics are way better than the, the TV show. Uh, well, not not that they're way better. It's it's the same story told a different way. Mm-hmm. And it was the show was modernized and added a little bit more drama. Gotcha. Um, uh, have you seen Invincible? No, I have not. I've seen a bit of The Boys. Wow. Okay. Never mind, then. I could talk about Invincible. That is a great show. <laughs> um, and also, um, one of the characters, Omni-Man, he is voiced by J. Jonah Jameson. Is that same as Doug Dimidum from the Dugsdale Dimidum? I don't know, Andrew. It- it's whoever was in Spider-Man. I forget his name. I don't know. Um, uh, I was going to say, speaking of like kind of tangential things to Marvel, um, Disney Plus. I I don't know. I I think I told you this, but Loki um, premiere did so well that they um, they're changing all of their TV shows that are coming out from now on to come out on Wednesdays. Yep. That'll that'll be <coughs> I'm dying. That'll I know be you are. It, like, they they took the wrong um approach with it, I think. I think it'll be good for the summer, but I don't know about come school starting. Well here here's the problem is Loki didn't do well because it was on Wednesdays. Because it was yeah. It did well because it's Loki. Yeah. And I feel like they don't get that. Yeah. And they'll see it with like everything else that they release, like all the TV shows. They're like, oh, this isn't working on Wednesdays. I wonder why. Hmm. Well, it worked for Loki. Like that's that's not what they should be going with. Like Make good shit. Yeah. I mean, this, Disney's usually <laughs> been doing a good job. I've I've heard some of their other original things, um, such as not not Star Wars. I don't want to talk about Star Wars because Star Wars they they're they're finally getting a good direction with it. Um but I've heard like the high school musical series. That's entertaining to some people. Not me. But to some people, it is. Yeah, my roommate likes it a lot. Um, really? Yeah, he really enjoyed the series. Um, well, I mean, they did a Muppet series. 
and it was okay. Like, the Muppets are hard to do. <laughs> yeah, like just, I've not seen the Muppets series yet. It's fun. Um, it was short. I wanted more. And it felt... I don't know, I watched it during COVID, so as it was coming out. And a lot of it was focused on, like, them making a web show or a show for Disney+. Plus. So it felt very, like, working from home, kind of. Yeah. Which I know they were producing it before COVID, so it's, like, unintentional that that ended up happening. But that's how it felt. And it kind of was like, oh, 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 making me remember about COVID. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, so getting back onto Loki. After oh, good. More to talk about Loki. Sorry. 25 minutes of tangenting that, you know. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's fine. Um, well, actually, let me do one more tangent before that we finish up with Loki. Um, I saw on Reddit that the headline was today a volunteer dressed like Spider-Man and gifted the Pope a Spider-Man mask after a papal audience. And I think that is fantastic. And I just want to know what the Pope thought. You know? I mean, the Pope hasn't gets um, weird gifts like this all the time. Like, um, have you seen the Game Theory YouTube channel? Yes, but I haven't seen anything with the Pope on it. Mm. So, the, the guy that kind of runs it, Matt Pat, Matthew Patrick, he ended up going to meet the Pope. He got invited to meet the Pope. And he gave a copy of Undertale to the Pope. We should try to get the Pope on here. No, thank you. I don't think he'll, he'll go for it. I'll shoot him a message. Yeah, slide into his DMs, Andrew. I will. Um, so anyways, back with Loki. Yeah, now back to Loki. What do you think is going to happen? Next. Episode Obviously, four. I, I think we, we both like agree episode four isn't going to start where we left off. Like, it's no. not going to be right. Like, episode four is kind of going to be more of a, like, oh, are we going to get to where that is? Are we going to? No, no. And it's just they're, not, they're never going to show us anything new. It's going to be like episode four of uh, WandaVision. I don't think so. I think. Not, not in a way of, like, you know, I don't know. No, yeah, I think it's going to be like episode four of WandaVision. Like, we're going to be seeing things from a different perspective and then kind of be back where we were at episode five. I think, no. Um, I think end of episode four, or episode four is going to follow Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, um, trying to find Loki in the variants. Um, they're going to find them. Um, about three-fourths of the way through the episode. There's going to be a chase scene to kind of capture them. Then they get captured, and they get thrown in TVA prison to await a trial with the um, timekeepers. So, the thing is, I could see that happening. It's just like, if they know that they've traveled to an apocalypse... I mean, obviously, they won't know that, like, the... Oh, there's many apocalypses. Well, they won't know that the, the time card has gotten destroyed and that, like, they could die. Um, so, I mean, I'm kind of curious, like, how are 
Loki and Sylvie going to get out of the situation they're in? That's the... I, I'm telling you that the TVA is looking for them. I don't, I don't think the TVA is going to come and save them. I don't think they're going to come to save them. I think they're going to come to arrest them. Yes, but, like, they could just die there. And I know the TVA doesn't fully know that, because they don't know that their, their time card's destroyed, but, like, how does the TVA know where they went, you know? So it's just, I, I think I'll there's have a... some bullshit to explain to you. Of course, but, yeah. The other thing, apparently, Owen Wilson was supposed to be in all six episodes. He wasn't in this episode, was he? No. Yeah. Other than flashbacks, or, like, the, the, the intro, or the yeah. last week on Survivor. Yeah, I, I don't, um, I'm hoping that we, we see some more with, with the, in this episode. It's not just following Owen Wilson. I hope we get to the, the stories converging once again. Then we get to the aftermath, right? Um, after that, I think it'll be a jailbreak of some sort, maybe, if they are in jail. Um, and then we end with the TVA in ruins because everyone's realized that they're all variants. With all their free will taken from them, the timekeepers no longer have this authoritative uh, governance in place. And the multiverse ensues. They are what lead to the destruction of the sacred timeline. Not Loki directly, but the power of knowledge, basically. Yeah, I, I just think, I thought we were going to get more about Sylvie's plan in this episode, too. We don't like, know what her plan is. Well, because looking at the <laughs> description of the episode, it says, like, uh, Loki learns about the variant's plan or something. And I was like, oh, we're going to learn more about it. And it's like, nah, not really. So, just a little sad by that. We'll see. Maybe next episode. Maybe. You got anything else? One last thing I did want to talk about. Because you didn't talk about it last week. All right. Video games. Else too. Oh, of course he does. He's always got to have the last word, viewers. Yep. Um, but no. Uh, video game wise, um, there's a new video game coming out. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It looks fun. I don't know if I'll get it. It's like an action RPG. So. We'll see. I played the um the Telltale game for Guardians, and that was fun. You don't care about this at all, do you? I mean, I have not seen anything about the uh, game, so I don't really know. Okay. Well, I don't think it'll be a Spider-Man. It won't be PS4 oh, Spider-Man. I don't think any game Marvel-wise is going to come out and be as good as that game for a while. I mean, until... I mean, Miles Morales was really good, but it was more like a $40 um, DLC than anything else. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man 2, though. That's what I'm excited for, whenever that comes out. So, I 
this this news dropped like two weeks ago, three weeks ago maybe. They're coming out with a sequel to Monsters Inc. You didn't know about this? Oh, I did know about this. I just wanted to talk about this on the podcast. Why? I'm really excited, and it's going to be amazing, and it's going to be a series, and I'm excited for it. That's all. Dropping on Wednesdays like Loki. Yeah. I don't know when it starts, though. It's in, um, I think, July. In a couple weeks. And we have Black Widow coming up, too. That'll be fun. Yep. Ah, all right. Well, this has been fun. You better drive safe, Andrew. I will. Yeah. Um, viewers, it's nice being able to talk to you all, I guess. This is a really awkward send-off I'm having. You finish finish this, please. Uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Uh, thanks for listening to the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show. My balls. We're not ending on my balls. Andrew? Uh, I think he, uh... Just dropped, and we're having to... Bye. Can make Craig leave now. Andrew? John Wayne? You cut off after my balls. Oh, yeah. I said my balls have just dropped, and, uh, 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 bye.